Welcome to Heartbreak to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Baptiste from Rejected Hearts Club. And I'm your host, Sophie Delcor with Healing Soul Spiritual Center. And we do the heartbreaks so you can heal. Well, today's show, I'm so excited because this lady I feel like is phenomenal and I feel like she has had tons of stories. She's in Austin, Texas. She has a very cute, sweet accent. And so I'm looking forward to kind of hearing her story in regards to her heartbreaks to where she is now. She's also a mother. So maybe she can empower some people from her thoughts of the dating perspective of dating when you're a single mom. So with that being said, everybody, welcome Evelyn. Yay. Hello. Hi, Evelyn. (laughs) So good to see you. This is good to see you too. It's been so long. You are a very special guest today and we kind of want to get into your story. And can you tell us either one of your worst heartbreaks and let's just get started in that regard when was your last heartbreak okay the worst one was this guy that i met in vegas right away yeah (laughs) and uh it was perfect and uh i guess too perfect but towards the end uh instead of being because it was a long distance relationship so and towards the end instead of being upfront and say hey i'm building a connection with somebody else he kind of led me on throughout the entire time and then one day uh he was like i was just like okay i want to see you i haven't seen you in a while he was like oh i'm with someone else and i was just like i was like but yesterday we were like almost sexting right and today you tell me with you with someone else so i'm not quite getting it like what happened did you go out and he like you know <laughs> super sarcastic I was like did you go out at a party you were drunk you guys got married this is vegas like what happened right and uh yeah so he was like no i met her a few months ago and i was just like I already felt the shift in the dynamic between us. So I knew there was something. I just wished Mm -hmm. he would have been honest about it. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I was like, you haven't been honest with me. And I'm not going to lie. I don't remember the last time I cried this much. I didn't cry with him on the phone. I didn't cry in front of everybody, but I got home. And it just came out because it was like, you know, you have have more than, than, I mean, in my perspective, you have more than one soulmate, but you only have one twin twin flame. Have you ever mm-hmm. heard of that? Mm-hmm. He was my twin flame. So wow. it was just like, so gosh, it was like okay, so painful. Punch. Yeah, it was like so painful. And I remember like, even when I was crying in my head, I was just like, what the heck? <laughs> Why am I crying over somebody? Like, and I just couldn't stop and couldn't stop it. It was just like, I cried for a day and then I was just like, it is what it is. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. So, but, so do yeah. You, you were more devastated because of the lying aspect because you were so trusting within this person. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
you have built some sort of relationship with them. And now it's like, oh, just kidding. Like, I'm going to be with somebody else, but I'm telling you something completely different. Yeah, it was it was the the whole thing because it wasn't just a, sh- a shift of energy. It was still like he, we were having conversation about uh, possibly moving, either one of us moving to the town where the other one were living. So it wasn't just like, it wasn't just like a situation where oh we see each other when we see each other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was more than that, and. Uh, and then yeah i share like um being vulnerable for me it's not something that comes easy but Mm -hmm. if i'm like feel safe with the person or um i feel like i'm being listened to and like i have someone who's understanding it like it's it means the world to me Mm -hmm. so and i had that with him so when that was over i was just like well they and then i was just like it is what it is like there's nothing I can do about it. So, or, you know, it's just like a whole process because you don't want to repeat the same thing. Mm-hmm. So like there was that part where like I was blaming myself when really I wasn't talking to anyone else and my focus was on him. So I just had to do a lot of work on myself to figure out um, like how to listen more to my guts. Cause I also feel like if I would have listened to it, I could have confront him like earlier you know be like hey i'm instead of telling him like i didn't tell him hey there's something going on i can feel it like let's talk about it what it is like did you meet somebody like mm-hmm. what is it like can we fix it you don't want to be with me anymore you know i should have confronted him as soon as i felt like a shift of energy but i didn't so, so sophie and i talk about this all the time of how when we go through or anybody goes through heartbreak we immediately go to ourselves of the blame game mm-hmm. of yeah. blaming ourselves of what could i have done this this, and that but i feel like as we move on and get into different relationships or the relationship with yourself that blame game should never be on you for somebody that's mm-hmm. literally betrayed you yeah. and that's what yeah. they did to you mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's true that's true. It's kind of also like um, it's a hard pattern to trying to break because it automatically get there. We don't even do it on purpose. It's just like it's almost like a natural behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, something happened at first. There's like what is it? The seventh stage of grief, the five stage of grief. But at first you're sad, then you're mad, then you blame yourself, then you know it's like just a, a chain of events. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. So that was the last um. That was the last bad one. Um, yeah, because th- this one I was invested. I was invested, like I was really invested emotionally. So, <laughs> did yeah. did you, um, has it continued to affect you as you've, you know, gone out into the dating world then and met other people? Like, do you find yourself not trusting people as much or is this something that you were able to work on as you worked on yourself after the breakup happened? Yeah, I had to, um, usually when I'm in, like when I get into something and involved and I feel like there's feeling going on, um, I don't, I need time for myself to regroup because I like to have a a clean slate when I meet someone else because I don't want to like, you know, project it on him or anything like this. So I try my best to not be like, oh no, my ex did that before. So mm-hmm. you're gonna do it too. And so I'm trying yeah. not to do that. After him, it was it was difficult to be vulnerable. Um, 
because at the same time, when you've been through so much, you don't want to share it with everybody that comes along. <laughs> it's like, exactly. It's like, yeah. You know, it's like part of yourself. You don't, I don't need the world to know. I just want a special person to know it. So um, I'm being a little bit more careful um, on being vulnerable with people. And uh, I kind of did it not so long ago and it backfired. <laughs> I'm so, I'm just like, it's going to take me a long time to really like open that door back and really be like, feel safe to share. It's hard sometimes because again, it's like you let your full guard down, Mm -hmm. you're trusting within people. And then these people keep doing the same things and it's like, well, Mm -hmm. what's going on? So it is easy to question ourselves of, well, what did I do wrong? But it's Mm -hmm. never you but sometimes we do need to think what is it that I do need to change Mm -hmm. in order to basically attract the person that needs to be there for me yeah (laughs) and that that's where I am because at the end of the day I know you know the way people treat us is not on us um like I'm I'm talking personally my problem is that I allow it for Mm -hmm. too long to happen instead of having the boundaries be like, hey, I don't like that. Do it again and you're gone. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like in a point of my life where my uh, BS tolerance is like really low. Mm -hmm. And that uh, at this point, you, whoever I'm going to meet, they're not competing against my past. They're not competing against an ex or whatever. They're competing against my comfort zone. I love that. If you disturb, yeah, if you Mm -hmm. disturb that, you can't be part of it. Like, you have to fit in. But if you're going to come with the BS and, like, have me chase you or, like, playing mind game, like, you have to go. Like, find somebody else. (laughs) You need to go immediately. So, (laughs) Do you have, like, particular red flags you look for now that are just, like, deal breakers? Like, not even going to have it. Oh yeah, um, uh, I'm huge on. Um, so my love language, the first one is uh, act. Is what is it? Act of service. Yes. So if if you talk, your action has to back it up. And if mm-hmm. I hear somebody says like more than once, "Oh, I want to see you. I want to see you," but they don't make it happen, you don't want to see me. Like <laughs> just buy action and yep. things like that, or like if they. Um, my one red flag that kind of like sears me a little bit is what I call love bombing when they like right away you talk to them for like a day or two and all of a sudden you get text message saying like oh I miss you and I'm just like what do you miss we only talk twice (laughs) we don't have any memories together I love that love bombing like I feel like that's um f-boy behavior where it's basically just trying to text you to get your attention to see what you say and if you fall Mm -hmm. for that trap they'll keep doing that and you don't know if they're doing that with 10 other people 10 other people yeah Yeah. Yeah. and they're just like tell you a bunch of things that they think you want to hear like oh you're so beautiful and blah 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 and there's this one thing that men don't really know about me i don't like nicknames i feel like (laughs) nicknames should be reserved for somebody that you really into or like close friends so when a man comes at me and be like hey beautiful i already like oh 
<laughs> really like oh, one of you're like this is my name this is my name <laughs> yeah. until you can get to another point <laughs> yeah or like my name is Evelyn and when they call me Eve I'm like it's not that difficult it's Evelyn like, oh my goodness it doesn't, it doesn't stop and so it's like Evelyn not Eve <laughs> no yes like if you can't get the name right you can't go past go like <laughs> yeah so then we so there would be things like this so when they start talking about sex too early um that kind of like it's like what are your intention because mm-hmm. like eventually if we get into something serious like we will get physical but what mm-hmm. is the need to talk about it after the second or third conversation like mm-hmm. you know if I, get on, if I get into that conversation i get the dick pic like so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't ask for that. Nobody ever asked for that. And it's like that's why I never joined Snapchat because I always thought Snapchat was only for that. And I'm like, I don't need any of that in my text messages and any DMs. And I don't know Mm -hmm. for all you guys listening out there. We don't need D pics. And just to let you know, we probably text that to other girlfriends. So Yeah. Yeah, like, seriously. Here, we look at it and on. we actually like talk about it. Like, <laughs> here, let me let me let me be super blunt about it. Your dick is useful. It's not good looking. No, really okay. Can't. So stop sending it. That's not good looking to us. We it's don't just need it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, like, there's a reason some... why we don't send you badge pics. Okay, yeah. it's useful. It's not that good looking. <laughs> so, and it, if it. I really and if I really wanted it, I would ask. I'll be like, hey, can I have a dick pic? You know, yeah, just need some some visual <laughs> yeah. right now. Like but I don't yeah, know the pre-show, like. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to see it when we're going to do something. And if I don't like it, then then we're not going to move on. Like, it's that easy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, no more D-picks. Like, it's no more D-picks. <laughs> but this, yeah. some of them don't even wait to talk to you. Like, I spoke to this one. I almost want to say his name because it pissed me off so much. <laughs> but uh, I've, ta- I've talked to him, like, literally just one conversation. He lives in <laughs> Dallas. And I'm like, I'm in Dallas. I mean, you're in Dallas. I'm in Austin. So... Well, strike like, one is that he's in Dallas. He's in Dallas. <laughs> and um, and I'm like, so how, you know, how's that want to work? He was like, oh, I have a sister in Flugoville. I go see her often, blah, blah, blah. And we haven't talked. And then two, three days later, I get a dick pic. And what I like the most <laughs> is like, he was like, I usually don't send that to anyone. But, and, I, and he sent me the dick pic. And I was just like... <laughs> And I sent him like a shock face and like, and then like a, a like a throw up face, you know those emojis. <laughs> so I sent him that, and then I was like, delete my oh number. My. <laughs> so I was just like, I almost wanted to tell him like, hey, if that's it, I'm not missing anything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just to this day, I will never understand guy's intentions of sending that and because that also I feel like it's not the same scale but when I would go run town lake in Austin Texas you're running and then you have guys like honking and screaming at you and it's like do Mm -hmm. you think I'm gonna start stop my run go in the middle of the street and be like hi I'll get in your car right now like what is the point if you Mm -hmm. want to meet a quality person in this life stop honking at them 
stop yelling at them or stop whispering Mm -hmm. and you know they can't hear you. This just happened to Sophie and I the other day. We were at lunch Mm -hmm. and I'm Mm -hmm. walking by and these guys are quietly whispering and they're like, oh, I didn't know it was like model day today. Okay. What would you like me to say to that? (laughs) Oh, when they come and you like at the store minding your business and they're like, oh, you you should smile more often. That why do guys? Like, I don't know get it. That? Yeah. So, <laughs> oh so the last God. one, the last one who told me that, and I was just like, well, I'm so sorry that um, I am mourning my mom who just passed away a week ago. I'm sorry that I'm not like you know smiling more. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so so sorry. And I was just like, I'm lying. But see, you don't know my life, <laughs> and that could have been true. And I just walked away. Like you don't approach people and tell them to smile more often. Like, I don't get it. You don't know what's going on. So, and then if you walk around with a smile on your face, people are like, "Oh, what's wrong with her?" And they cross the street because they don't want to pass by you. They're gonna think you're crazy because you're just walking by, like, "Hey, hey, can't win." (laughs) (laughs) It makes no sense. And sometimes I think it's so strange because the only people that I've honestly run into that'll say stuff like that always end up turning out to be jerks every time. So it makes me want to be like, oh, I'm sorry. My smiling standards aren't up to what you would like and require. Mm -hmm. Okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. I can't smile enough for you. Obviously, we're off to a bad start. Exactly. Exactly. So from your last situation, I guess you were saying what you've learned from that is basically now you don't want to let your guard down too easily or what Mm -hmm. do you think, or that wasn't your last situation, but the one that really got to you, what would Mm -hmm. you say, how did you heal from that afterwards? Um, I just focused on myself, but then, um, yeah, that's another story. So uh, what happened was, <laughs> so, so like, I was just like, yeah, focusing on myself. But then there was this guy that I've known for like over 10 years. I've known him before I had my son and he's always been into me and he has always pursued me. So he kind of came back in my life and then I got involved with him. Um, and uh, because I've known him for so long and because I also shared with him, you know, things, but not as much as I shared with um, guy number one. Uh, so I kind of I have that little bit of a safety net with him. So I was just like, all right. Oh, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when I realized that I really have a problem with setting boundaries with men. Mm -hmm. He taught me that I'm going to give him that. I'm going to give him credit for that. He is the one who made me realize that um, I had no boundaries with men. I would let them do whatever. And since I'm like, I'm trying to be, you know, as understanding as I can, like it was, oh, then it became like, it doesn't matter what I do. doesn't matter what I say. I'm going to explain it to her. She's going to understand and move on. So he would do some crap and then he would just he would just give me a reason i would be like oh okay that's okay whatever you know and then it got to the point where uh well it turns out that i was just the side chick the other you know this entire time and you had a baby and everything i was like holy fuck that is crazy (laughs) like Never in my life have I thought that I would be in a situation where a man would have a baby on me. But it's like, it can happen to anybody. I just never thought that I would be that everybody. You know what I mean? So, what do you think? 
I just, one, I've never had situations like that. Thank goodness. I've had similar mm-hmm. ones, but not that deep. Mm-hmm. I don't understand people's mindsets of you already know that you're with another human being. Mm-hmm. And then second, you're bringing another human being into this life. So you mm-hmm. want to already start that little child's life off to a rocky start because to of your a rocky action. start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- but um, with him... <laughs> the narcissism was there there were no there was <laughs> there was no hiding it like the mind game that he was playing and the narcissism and the, it was just there every time i think about it and i was just like and i wasn't even in love with him that is the worst part i was not in love with this man at all and i, I don't know i'm gonna tell you what it was the dick was amazing. Exactly. That's what it was. I got stigmatized. Yeah, longer. That's that's what it was. Like the sex was amazing. So I mean, because I cannot think about it to anything else. Because I, I was not in love with him. Yeah. I wasn't in love with him. So when we would kind of get into it, and like he would disappear, I didn't even care, you know. But then he would come back and say like one or two words, and I was just like, what? Yes, come over. You're like, I'm home. I'm home. So how did you end up finding out that he had another person and a child on the way? Facebook. What? Facebook. Oh, classic. Oh, my God. And then I had to ask a friend to confirm because at first I thought I was like, nah, maybe it's his nephew or whatever. And I sent a message to a friend. I was like, oh, is that his baby? And she was like, yeah, it's his son. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> and then, and then the, the funny the funny part, and that's when I kind of like, I was about to strangle him. And I was just like, so the entire time we were talking, you had somebody. And he was like, no. He's like, we... Ah, just thinking about it, I'm like, this man needs deserve to be punching it in his throat one day, and I hope somebody's gonna do it because, like, we haven't talked for like maybe a good four or five months, and then he got back in touch with me, and that's when I already knew he had a kid, and so I was waiting on him to tell me, and I was just like, so what's new with you? And he was like, <laughs> oh, he was like, I have a kid. And I You're just like, looked at him and I was like, so the entire time we were together, you had a kid, like you were with someone mm-hmm. and obviously she was pregnant and he was like, no, we haven't talked for about a year. I'm like, dude, come on. I was like, come on. Do you think I cannot do like one and one together? Like <laughs> it takes nine months to have a baby. Your kid is six months old. Like, yeah. Like, and then I told him, I was like, listen, I know sometimes I can look ditzy. I know sometimes I say stupid stuff and people might think I'm stupid, but don't Not insult me. Yeah, Not I was like, you going, yeah. And I was just like, you're going too far right now. So, and then, um, yeah, I stopped talking to him. Uh, I kicked him out of my social media, but then once again, he find a way to call me via Facebook and I sent him a message and I was like, was that a butt call? He was like, no, sweetie, I wanted to talk to you. I was like, first of all, I'm not sweetie. Second of all, Yeah. And I was just like, second of all, there's no talking. So I had to block him for everything. So wait a minute, mm-hmm. let's back up really quick. Cause I'm already offended. <laughs> he <laughs> called you through Facebook DM. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Strike, block, get rid of. Like <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. And we weren't even friend on Facebook because I already deleted him. So Yeah. 
Oh my mm-hmm. God. It's so yeah. typical, unfortunately. I can't That's even believe crazy. it. Maybe it's just because my adult date, you know, dating has mostly been here in Vegas. And so I've seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> but yeah. oh my God, I can't even believe it. But I'm also like not surprised. Yeah. Like when it, it and it's like the kind of story that you you hear, you know, from other people. Like I have friends who were married, their like husband cheated and had another child. Um, but I really thought he was single. If I, like I would not have got, you know, gone into anything with him if I knew he had somebody. And that's the thing that um that like men don't understand about lying is like they taking the choice away from us to decide if we want to be into that situation you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like situation like lying about your age like Mm -hmm. the one that i was absolutely Mm -hmm. devastated about he lied about his age like he told me he was like a year older than me turned out he was five years younger (laughs) why no, oh my like, I God. like I don't get it. That is the lamest thing you can do. Like, about your really age. I don't get it. But I was mad, and he didn't understand why I was mad. And I was just like, well, first of all, it like it does make me uncomfortable to mm-hmm. meet, you know, to get involved with younger people. Like, I'm trying not to get too much in, you know, think about it too much because it turns out like younger men mm-hmm. sometimes are way more mature, mature mm-hmm. than men my age. But I was trying to explain to him, I was like, you took my choice away. Like, it was my choice to decide if I wanted to be involved with you, even though you were younger than me. But mm-hmm. in order for you to be with me, you lied. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and that's messed up. It might be a little lie, but at the end of the, t- the day, you took a choice away from me. It was my choice to make, not yours. So he didn't really understand that, but I mean, then he's a man, so. (laughs) Which is crazy because I hear like a lot of stories like this or whatever, and that's when a lot of women go into, I can't trust men because men are men. I don't know if I like win the lottery. Sure, I've had situations, but I've never had the cheating things and stuff like that, thank God. And I think that's just because of how Sophie says all the time of kind of how we grow up can mold us. So I always knew that because my dad was like cheating and things like that. I'm like, I never want to have that in my life. So Mm -hmm. I've never accepted that, anything like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering how we attract these people knowing nobody deserves that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I I don't know about you, Sophie. I don't know if you want to chip in on this one. but (laughs) No, when it it comes to that kind of stuff, like – I think probably one of the easiest situations to spot where I, I see a lot of this happen, um, you know, and I, I had just a, a touch of this, but nothing crazy, uh, is the empath and the narcissist mm-hmm. or um, the sensitive and the narcissist. Because not because uh, um, that empath has run rampant and there's, you know, there's actually... Um, uh, it's being overused as to what an empath is, but you can also be a sensitive, not be an empath and have the same problem. And that is because unfortunately it's a really, it's, it's a, it's a balance. Mm -hmm. It's a balance. It's one that, that is, you know, parasitical, but it's a balance. And honestly, the person who is sitting in that, in the position of the sensitive or the empath in that situation always gets, you know, the short end of the stick 
because mm -hmm. a narcissist is going to easily gravitate towards that or anybody who's a very high arrogance and selfishness. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to be full-blown narcissist because sometimes that word also gets overused, like empath mm -hmm. gets overused. Mm -hmm. um, but that person is going to gravitate because of the fact that the sensitive is going to be easily manipulated and very nice. Mm -hmm. So that's happened more than mm -hmm. once over here. And it mm -hmm. sure sounds like it's happened with you, Miss Evelyn. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, and, and that, and it, and it takes a while because it, 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 cause really the only time that that's actually going to stop is if there's practically a miracle that happens with the narcissistic type of personality and they fix it way less common, or it's going mm -hmm. to be the empath or the sensitive that, um, recognizes the the what they're allowing and the lack of boundaries mm -hmm, and once mm -hmm. you get to that place then you can move forward and you can stop the cycle but mm -hmm. if you don't the cycle will just keep continuing keep continuing yeah mm -hmm. that's exactly yeah that's true um so after with him the baby and all that i read a book i don't know if you have read it before it's called uh woman who loves too much by robin norwood uh, oh, no. It's not, I wish mm -hmm. she would call it another way because it's not a book um, telling you how to get the man. It's actually a book that makes you understand your love language, like why you react a certain way and why you always get stuck in a situation that doesn't serve you no good, but you still stay there, which was my problem. And when I'm, and this, that is when I really, really started to do work on myself, especially like paying attention on how I was, you know, letting people um you know have no boundaries with me and it was just not in my love life even i had to kick some friends out, out of my life because it was mm -hmm. getting out of control like they had no respect they would like tell me hey let's go there i would be ready and then they wouldn't even call telling me that it was canceled and i was just be there you know and then they would call the next day and be like oh, i'm so sorry and give me a reason i'll be like oh it's okay i understand you know being understanding doesn't give you shit really like i'm sorry mm -hmm. excuse my language <laughs> and with that book i realized it was because um so i realized i don't have daddy issues so i'm good on this one yeah <laughs> but I do that's realize, great. <laughs> yeah because you jimmy you say you you don't do cheating because of your father what he was doing I didn't have a father or a mother. I grew up in an orphanage, so I don't know the dynamic of having a, a parent. However, I knew who my biological, I still know who she is, but, and I was constantly trying to like seek her love. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm worthy. Like, why did you abandon me? I'm worthy. Look, I'm doing this. Look, I can do this for you. Please love me. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? So mm -hmm. that book is actually what I was doing with whichever men I was getting involved, it was like I had to prove myself to them and be like, no, I'm worthy, like, just love me. So I would allow them to do whatever <clears throat> and then be like, oh, it's okay, I can fix it, you know, fix it. Or there would be situation that now I think of and I'm, and I'm just like, wait, that was not my fault at all. But mm -hmm. in some ways, I let them twist the story around and then Put the blame on me and then i'm the one who would like trying to fix it so, gaslighting you're reaching for that love yeah because so that love wasn't given to you because again somebody all. else and mm -hmm. you're blaming yourself which that's not your fault so mm -hmm. yeah that's so, your relationships 
Yeah, so and that's what it was. So I'm telling you, if you guys never read that book, I will highly recommend it. I even recommend it to men. And like I was reading the book and it like messed me up for a few months. I'm not gonna lie, I was depressed yeah. and everything. It took me a, like a little bit because it was just like things that you're not aware of that mm-hmm. nobody ever told you. And all of a sudden you have either a person or this book that tells you and throw everything in your face at once. It's like, it was not like, I read that book in a day and a half. (laughs) And, but it was like, I was, I was ready to accept it, but I was, I wasn't ready to accept it that big Mm -hmm. (laughs) once. So, but yeah, no, I did a lot of work on myself. So that's why now I'm not single because I'm encountering the wrong men. I'm single because I'm selective. And as soon as I feel like I'm going towards a pattern that I used to go to, I'm like, no, I'm not going there. So I just need, now I'm like figuring out what it is that I say or do for them to still gravitate towards me. (laughs) Because I needed to move aside and let the good one come in. But Exactly. It's going to be your energy. It's going to be your energy, by the way. Um, So it'll be... It could boil down to you can perfect this process and it'll be nothing that you're actually outwardly saying or doing, but your energy will continue mm-hmm. to draw that. And so that, and so you going through this process, by the way, in my world, this is called shadow work, what you're going through right now. <laughs> and it is very typical going through the process for it to take you down to like what makes you feel like rock bottom for that situation and then mm-hmm. brings you back up. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, powerful process. I'm so like, I'm actually like proud of you for this because a (laughs) lot of people fear this because of what it feels like to go through it. Mm -hmm. Um, So kudos to you, my dear, (laughs) and continue to do it the way you're doing it is part of the process of shadow work. It's really Mm -hmm. actually an unending process. So, Mm -hmm. um, so just be aware of that though, that um, don't be like, that would be my only piece that I could chime in and say, yeah, you, you don't even worry about perfecting what you're outwardly doing your innate energy that you cannot change your home frequency that people can feel whether or not mm-hmm. that other person even recognizes it in such a sense, they're mm-hmm. going to see that it'll be, a, 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 that is attractive. It's attractive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you will always have to be able to identify those boundaries like you're working on right now. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like you've had a lot of great self-reflection, which is amazing. And that's hard within mm-hmm. itself because like you're saying, you're reading this book and it's like that self-awareness and mm-hmm. it's a wake-up call. But yeah. I feel like you've taken that with your future where it's like, here's what I'm not going to accept. Here's the boundaries mm-hmm. that I'm going to put up for myself in order to attract and bring that great energy to the right people and not these mm-hmm. wrong bozos that <laughs> showed up in yeah. your life. Well, I guess one of the last questions I was going to ask is how is it one being on dating apps and then slash how is it like dating as a single mom? And then do you end up telling people, hey, this is my life. I have a child. And how do you kind of work that into these conversations? I don't work it through the conversation. I tell them right away. Like I don't have time to hide it and like trying to figure out, oh, how am I going to tell him? It's like mm-hmm. from the get-go, like on on the, um, on the my profile, I did it in the um, dating app, but that was the first thing. Like, I'm a single mother. 
I'm not looking for a stepfather. My son has a dad. He's present. Mm -hmm. However, I'm going to need you to respect the dynamic that my son and I have. If you cannot, you know, do that, or if you cannot be someone who can deal with a woman who has a child, no, you know, no hard feeling. I have no problem with that, but we're not meant for each other. So that is the first thing I said on a dating app. But when I meet someone, I'll say it right away. I'll be like, hey, I'm like, you know, when they ask, oh, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do this, do this. And I'm a single mother, you know, <laughs> Just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you do whatever you want to do with that information. But I don't have time to hide it and try to sneak it in the conversation. It's like, I need you. I need them to know that right away. You yeah. Know? Good. And- what was one of your last funny dating app stories? Uh, sorry, there's so many. I don't even know which one to choose from. <laughs> then there's one who showed up with his cousin at the date. I was cut off guard. I was just like, what? <laughs> That's For so what? weird. Or at least put them like somewhere else if he wanted to feel like that comfort level where it's like, okay, I'm meeting a stranger. Can you just hang out over there? But you don't like. But you don't know. He was at the table eating and everything. I'm like, this is this is out of the twilight zone. <laughs> and then when the check comes, they're like, can we split it three ways? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't let it go that far. I texted my son. I'd be like, I'm going to need you to call, you, call me in 10 minutes and fake an emergency. emergency. <laughs> Oh my god! And what what I love about my kid, he doesn't even question it. He didn't ask question or nothing. He waited ten minutes, fake the emergency. I was like, okay, I'm on my way. And then when I got in the car, he was still in character. <laughs> I get in the car, and he was like, "Mom, are you almost there? Because really, it's getting out of control. I don't know what to do." And he's like, "Mom, I'm on speaker." I'm like, "You're on speaker, but I'm not with anyone." I'm, I was <laughs> laughing so hard he was still in character I was like that is a good (laughs) he had my back like all the way through I was just like gosh I did something right exactly (laughs) I love it yeah amazing God, that is so crazy to hear that the guy that the guy also brought a third wheel because I'm so used to that happening let's look like early 20s girls and I don't Mm -hmm. hear about it amongst the guys doing it so this is amazing to me to hear apparently a guy did this weird stuff a guy doing it but then I I asked him I was just like hey was it because you met me for the first time he was like oh no we just drove to Austin together so you know it's okay I wanted to be like no it's not it's not okay (laughs) I don't know if you guys are aware of that but there's also something talking about you know, men showing up with their cousin. There's one thing that we were not aware, and I found out not so long ago. Men make up situation purposely to test your reaction. Like, have oh. you ever been through that? They do it like on purpose just to test your reaction. I had it happen to me twice <laughs> because you know, like nothing can happen to me one time. It has to be more. <laughs> Just to test me, like, hey, happen once. Let's see if it's going to happen. Leave the games at home. Again, if somebody's bringing somebody else for safety reasons, be my guest. I get it. But there's a way to do that. Again, he could have had his cousin 
sit somewhere. Hey, can you sit at the bar while I'm going to have this? And then Mm -hmm. afterwards, like whatever, but like Mm -hmm. to test somebody's reaction. Mm -hmm. No, not on a date. Like that doesn't make sense. Like, no, no, stop. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm not surprised though, because like, if you think about the videos that'll go around on social media about different things that even couples will do to each other to Mm -hmm. test this or test that and of yeah. course, like half of them are fake and staged, yeah. like the whole mm-hmm. thing staged. And then the other one, they're really punking the other person in one way, <laughs> shape, or form, whether it's funny or not. Mm-hmm. And so it's like creating yeah. this culture of let's just mess with the other person. It does. Yeah. Like let's turn it into a game. Which and, I and get not- in your relationship, but to test like somebody that you're that's just meeting sure. to get to know, like that's absolutely that's not how it goes in the dating world like just if you want to meet somebody meet them and be honest and try to be your true self but Mm -hmm. yeah to wrap this up what tip would you give two tips one tip you would give to the single moms out there in this crazy dating world with dating apps and two what would be your major tip on how to heal from various breakups Um, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask for tips. <laughs> Did you hear the whole conversation? As far as tips for single mother, I would say to honestly be really careful on who you bring around your kids. But at the same time, don't wait for too long. Um, do I personally don't think that you should wait a year to have your kid meet your significant other because mind you if your kids are really really important to you and they don't get along or the person you would do not like your kid you would sit a year of your life falling Mm -hmm. for someone that you're not going to be with because your kids do not like them they don't get along or whatever the case may be so i would suggest to find a setting with friends around or whatever, and just watch the interaction and how things are going. You don't even have to introduce them as like, hey, this is my boyfriend, this is my kid, but just find a situation where they will interact and you can have a feel how things are going. Mm-hmm. So that would be that would mean my first tip. Cause, and uh, to heal, don't do drugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always a good one. <laughs> Like, I would say, honestly, if you believe in therapy, like, go to therapy. Like, it's it really doesn't hurt. Like, I don't like, like, um, it takes me a lot to, like, finding a therapist is really, really hard. Like, those self-book helped me a lot. Taking time for myself helps me a lot. Meditation and mm-hmm. things like this helps me a lot. But that's my way. So I really, like, encourage people to figure out what is their way to heal and it can be therapy it can be take a trip by yourself and you know just take a moment for yourself but i don't think that jumping from relationship to relationship is healthy because you just like at some point everything's going to come and it's going to be overwhelming for you to deal with so Mm -hmm. i think taking a little bit of time for yourself figure out how what you need to heal and then go with like a clean plate to the person that you're going to meet that way there's no like um there's no gonna be like this how can we call it like ptsd i guess sort Mm -hmm. of thing but the person Mm -hmm. you'll be with will not feel like you're punishing them for what the person before you did because you took your time to heal and you give them like you know because at the end of the day 
everybody's going to mess up. Like the person you're going to be with is not going to be perfect. They're going to make mistakes, but you have to learn your way of communicating what you don't like to that person, but not communicated the same way that you did with the previous person. Does that make sense? Makes tons of sense. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's why I would um, suggest like take time for yourself because also when you're in a relationship or whatever the situation may be, you lose a little bit of yourself and you might not realize that. So you need to get that back. You need mm-hmm. to get yourself back before going with someone else. You know, I got myself back. So we good. Where is he? Wrong. <laughs> he needs to come. I'm 43. I don't have all life. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming. You just had to weed out all the bad to get yeah, to the good. <laughs> For somebody that said you weren't the one to ask for tips, that was beautiful. That was exactly that. All that was very helpful. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm glad. Hopefully, it really helps somebody. That would be awesome. <laughs> you shall. Well, again, thank you for coming on Heartbreak to Healed. We appreciate all your stories today. So <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Of course. <laughs>